it says, my uh, daughter's expecting your arrival. You want to oh, hear about this partner? That's my friend. birthday. Get down yeah. here. 1884. I like how it says, quit fooling around if he's like, stop fucking her. <laughs> Come on, Jay. My daughter's not going to get pregnant look, herself. Look at Jay. his face. He's got a serious dilemma now. Am I going to mm. be a rich, powerful man, or am I going to be happy in love? Oh, I love like the only options for women in his life are either the boss's daughter or a possible prostitute. Right. Like there's no like regular woman, you know. Look, he's sitting right by the hole. Hello. Looking right in there. They're both are. Oh yeah. I'll show him. Oh, they were in on the joke. Oh and good night. That's it? Oh. Now this is a steam bath. And we know Major it from, Chuck. right. Now, if no, you're Carl, thank you for explaining, mansplaining to two Jews what a steam is. Yeah, right. Like, we don't know what a good We call that a, ju- a gym. We call it a workout. Yeah. That's a workout right there. Now, I want to let you morons know, if you pour cold water over a man in a steam bath, it is very, very shocking to the system. And Sven will get that three three times. Let me just Christian explain this whole thing to you. Are you Christian explaining? You know, I don't see these boxes anymore. I think during COVID, this is a better idea than being in a communal steam room. <laughs> during COVID, it's your whole life. Right. Well, no, this sucks. You're stuck in a box and a guy puts cold water over your head every 10 seconds. I'm not joking. I used to go to the gym. My whole workout was just going into the steam room and, uh-huh. you know, and then showering mm-hmm. afterwards, getting dressed and taking the bus home. That was it. I didn't yep. like maybe, maybe I'll lift the weight or something. Put my pants back on and just get on the bus. Yeah. Now you can't get out of there alone. The guy's got to let you out. And also, the cold water's not part of the treatment. He goes, he's saying, like, you love her. You shouldn't marry the other one. He goes, hey, put cold water on his head. Don't you dare. And he's getting splashed. Oh, that's hysterical. He looks so much better. Look how refreshed you are after a good Look how great the shirt looks after that steam. I know. Now, in the book, this guy was a huge lumberjack guy. And, you know, the director just said, fuck the book. This guy won an Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor for this. The Academy Awards were new. By the way, I hope you come back for the Razzie show, Adam. I think you're going to vote. That'll be in March. Got to vote. Carl's signing up. He's he's now a member. I'm signing up, yes. I'm going to be an Academy member. So, basically, he's like, I'm going to the daughter. You tell Francis Farmer we're breaking up. He's like, what? I'm not doing that. He goes, well, I can't. I don't have time. He goes, Barney, you have time. He goes, well, I can't because I won't do it if I'm in front of her. So, you've in got to <laughs> tell her. You have time. You have time. In fairness, I'm a coward. All right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I got to go. Uh, there's something over there. I'll be right uh, back. In the oven. We don't have enough. Uh, got to go. Uh, uh, cigarettes haven't been invented yet. I got to go to 7-Eleven and buy cigarettes. Now look how happy Francis is. I would never leave you. <laughs> it's love. And oh, baby. Got nice new clothes. Hello, Sven. Where's Barney? Who? Barney, put on the... Oh, Mike disappeared because his accent is so fake and bad, his his Swedish accent. Oh, he's supposed to be Swedish? Yes. I never thought that. Yeah, watching this. He's the Swede. And you couldn't talk with the stupid accent that is obviously fake. Does he forget sometimes and just drops the accent? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> That's my favorite. Have <laughs> you ever watched, like, movies that are dubbed over, you know, like, cheap movies, and they... The guy forgets which character he is because he's playing three <laughs> different characters. <laughs> you back with us? Oh, uh, Rose is back. Okay, so Mike is gone. <laughs> so Wait, we have your your uh, limit of Spiegelman. Sorry, Carl. No problem. Samuel got better from his surgeries and came back and saw what uh, Hawks had done takeover. with his film. And I'm like, the takeover. Okay, you're gonna take over. Yeah, Can you see the film? They're watching the film. So what are when they doing he... in the film right now? Drinking uh, prune juice. Were you about to say alcohol? 
<gasps> I don't know what that is. Nope. I was saying. Go let Carl speak. Go ahead, Carl. Well, you know, it's it's not important. It's just for the audience. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I was I supposed, wait, no, did you ask me to come in just not and not say anything? Is that why you wanted me here? You want another should I get the stuffed animals and give them the headset? So so Samuel comes back from his operation and he sees what a debacle Hawk has made this film. He's seeing the dailies and everything, and it's essentially like you're fired. And he got this other director uh, named William Wyler, who does other films for him. Yeah. And the guy was like, name. I'm not taking over some other guy's movie. I am a director. And the guy says, well, I'll suspend you, and you won't direct the thing if you don't do it. So he reluctantly had to do it. He refused to have it, say, directed by him. It had to be directed by okay. Hayes and then, and then Howard Hawks and then him. Um, Did you see Hayes to the Hayes office? He hated it. Uh, he did about two weeks of work on the film. He said that Francis Farmer was insufferable, awful. Do you see that in her performance? I mean, no, a... I think it's a great performance. I think it's a Whoa. really good movie. Yeah. Well, you're being biased because you're a lumberjack. Because <laughs> of my outfit here? Yeah, and you live in the woods? <laughs> I do, <laughs> I do. I do. You, live in yeah. you work all day, sleep all night, and work all day, wear women's clothing, and hang around the bars. What? Do you have to do that comedic record scratch? Oh, yes, I remember this. The old Iron Ridge, Wisconsin newspaper. Fashionable wedding. Yes. No wedding crashers hot, not recommended. Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be the... See, the, back then, she couldn't just show up at the wedding and make trouble. She'd have to get on this train and stay at that hotel and, get, you know, get a horse and buggy. And, sure. you know, she would... To, to get... And you can't just crash a wedding. Uh, put up the sound, you can hear the fake Swedish accents. What's a fake Swedish accent? Sven is from Sweden. That's why his name is Sven. Everything ready? So she can't marry Barney, so she's marrying the second best man she knows. Sven. Sven. Yeah, that always bothered me too. Like, again, there's only two choices. It's vengeance. The 1800s, hey. right? There's only so oh. many chicks in the town. You know, right. Yeah. Well, yeah, they're either a nut or a Francis Farmer. And you it's... don't marry her. You marry the farm. That's what you're going to get, the farm. Carl, you want the think... milk for free. She's, right? marrying, she's marrying Sven out of vengeance, right? Yeah. He's, is a he's doing oh. it for Svite. She's doing it for vengeance. Vengeance. You know, my favorite uh, movie is uh, Smenum. <laughs> the, Mar from the Marvel Sv-Universe? Yeah. Sv-Universe. Sv He's the sweetest Venom. Okay, so now they're going to get married, and that marriage will result in a child, okay? Oh, now we're in the 20th century. Right. Now, he's 50 years old. Barney is this exactly what he planned. Right. A powerful, respected, kind of robber baron guy married to Emma Louise. So is he going to get his... You know, did you see that? He said he had handsome children despite his wife. That's really that's messed up. Well, that's, really messed she's, up. that's part of the film, is that Francis is very pretty and, and the mom is not pretty. Now look, the mom is not even sitting here, right? The, that's the mother of... That's the grandmother? Mother-in-law? Mother-in-law. That's another Mad Magazine song. Wait, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe that's the mom. I've seen this film three times, and I'm just... It doesn't seem like the mom to me. She seems like the grandma. That's the problem. Spencer Aunt? The mom really does not play into this film, except for a few lines. It's interesting that the opening... The, the scroll said that he's 50 years old now. Is he going to get a colonoscopy in the next scene? What? No, it's the third... It's the... I don't know that they did that. Because <laughs> he is 50. He should get it checked. 
That's what was, he's 50 years old. He's not there. He's peeing right now. <laughs> now he's walking back. Oh, I think I have to pee again. He's, oh, he's back. taking his mail. AARP. I'm not even I'm just 50. Wait, did you guys join AARP? Yeah, he's getting letters from them. Oh, I already okay, joined. Now, this is the daughter of. Okay, we just met the son at the uh, um, kitchen table, at the di breakfast table, and now we're meeting the daughter. And the daughter calls him Barney, not dad. And she's like, don't you say that around your mother. She'll get furious. And then she replies, okay, boomer. <laughs> Kids today, right? Yeah. So Honey, weird. I'm not a boomer. I was born 100 years before the boomers. Okay, boomer. <laughs> okay, boomer. <laughs> no, you don't understand. I'm not that generation. I was born in 1832. Okay, boomer. <laughs> They do that on purpose. My research about the daughters disappeared. Here it is. Uh, Andrea Leeds is her name, and there's not much here. She was nominated for Academy Award. For this film? Like she, no, no. Uh, it was for something called Stage Door in 1937. She quit. She quit. She retired and became a horse breeder. I don't know. There's nothing interesting there. It happens all the time. Uh, you're welcome, audience. Yeah, you're welcome, horses. She was chomping at the bit to retire. Hey, <laughs> come on. It was the audience's loss, but the horse's gain. So now we're finding out that there's been a telegraph from Sven or Swan, whatever his name is. It's like, why haven't you gone back to Iron Ridge? It's been over 20 years. Now, we know why. It's because right. of Francis Farm, right? Lotta. But the daughter's like, look, you're not happy here. I can tell it. Why don't you go back there, relive your younger years, and try to enjoy yourself? Dad, now that you can see me, I see no reason why you shouldn't leave mom. Right? <laughs> She's not saying that. She doesn't understand that. She doesn't know so about handsome. Francis. Oh, it's the butler. Prescott. Oh, what's up with this guy? No, it's just pa pack some stuff so I can go fishing. I did not look, look up the butler, and he was listed in IMDb. He was not listed in... Uh... Oh, here's the trivia. Hated working with Francis Farmer. Uh, everybody says that, Mike. It's no joke. I mean... There's always this image, like, there is a double standard. Because... Oh, no, I knew this was coming. No, I knew is. this was there coming. Is. She is of a gender of female, so therefore, you're going to leap to her defense. No, I'm she not leaping to her defense. Assholes are assholes. Incarcerated. She was put in, she was committed to psychiatric hospitals. Because she's a lady. Because she's a oh. lady. She was hysterical, Carl? Is that what you say? Hysteria? Yeah, is that what you're saying? Yellow wallpaper, Carl? Hmm? Like, what's the what's you with nuts? Uh, I'm just saying there's plenty of dick actors, all right? And I, I think that it's easier to kind of pinpoint the, the dick lady actors. Wow. So we're doing That's a general drawing. stereotype here that we're talking about a lady actor, therefore. No, I, I'm sure Francis Farmer was a terror, but I just, when I hear stories about Sharon Stone, for example, I don't really buy it. Like Lucy Liu got like- Okay, skin. Sharon Stone, Lucy Liu, but not Francis Farmer. Oh, I love Lucy Liu. Me too. Oh my gosh, she's so great. Farmer she's very nice. I met her once. Very nice. Punched me in the face. But it's cast no. in the original Broadway play <laughs> of in New York City. She followed with two Broadway productions. A battle with depression and binge drinking caused her to drop out of subsequent Ernest Hemingway stage adaptions. She returned to Los Angeles in '41. Did two films in '42. Publicity of her reported erratic behavior began to surface after several arrests. Okay, my apologies to Lucy Liu. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to, to compare her to Francis Farmer. Well, she sounds like a train wreck. How about that? Yes. Well, I probably yeah. bought her a drink in the, in the early 2000s. I'm going to cancel my Francis Farmer insurance, Carl. I'm scouring my notes for bad <laughs> things they said about Francis Farmer. Now, one more time. She is a great actress in this film. She carries it perfectly. You have no idea that she's difficult at all. She doesn't do anything difficult. What is that website where uh, Francis Farmer dates? Like, if you, uh, Oh, yeah. You only want to date Francis Farmer? It's Francis like, Farmer only? Yeah, Francis Farmer only. 
Now, that's the son, by the way, and he was a big deal in Westerns. That was his claim to fame. As a matter of fact, from, uh, let's see, where is it? Nice guy. Nice guy. <laughs> Difficult to work with. Hated no. working with, had troubles working with, with uh, Friends Farmer. You can tell he, he, was like, he was just very dedicated, like when he would yell and punch people, just because he loved the film so much. You can tell he's from Westerns, because when he sits down, he sits like this. <laughs> Excuse me, Dad. I'm gonna go get me some sarsaparilla. What? We don't have sarsaparilla. Um, he he appeared in Western films exclusively from '46 to '76 when he retired. Yeah, I remember uh, watching Westerns in the '70s. Yeah, <laughs> they sure did go away, right? He was in Sullivan Travels, he was in Hitchcock's oh. Foreign Correspondent, and he was in The Most Dangerous Game as the hero, which we saw in 32. Yeah, that's right. 32. Do you think he had a gun or was he being stalked in The Most Dangerous Game? No, he was the guy getting hunted. Oh, right on. Yeah, he was excellent. I like that guy. Perry Mason. Up. Oh. Have a nice That'll trip. Be a, it'll be a running yeah. gag. <laughs> He'll show up all happy later. Like, now he's mad that he Trump... He goes, this office wouldn't be the same if I wasn't tripping. What's in the jars and behind his desk? I yeah, brain. Brains. Brains. Yeah, brain. Yeah, brains. It's the brain from Half Dead. And I need some more cotton balls behind my head. All right? Yeah, see? What? Lollipops? All right. Okay. He does, he does power, talk like cups? that. Put up, put up the sound for a minute. This is the son talking about, I got this idea for paper cups. Look, you see how he dropped it? They left that in. They were like, fuck it, I'm almost done with this film. Just. That's why they fired Hired Hawks. He's like, he keeps dropping the cups. This is the guy, most dangerous game. He was the hunted one. Yeah, that's yeah. so cool. I'll never work. No one wants to drink from a cone. See, they'll eat ice cream from a cone. But not ridiculous! Drink water ridiculous! Hey, if you don't want, to, or if you don't want to be partners, I'm gonna to have to make this paper cup solo. Oh, oh nice. very point. nice. I tried, very but the first yeah. paper cup was Dixie. I looked it up. Did they have like a poker hand on it in the first cup? Oh yeah, and underneath. Yeah. I always spilled my coffee because I couldn't wait. Did I win? Well, the idea was it would be those coffee machine, hot chocolate coffee machines that would drop a cup oh, and I love pour those. coffee into it. Yeah, so the cup itself would have a poker hand on it. Oh yeah, no, I didn't know that. Oh it would yeah, have a lot it of sugar you, in the coffee. It was good. It would yeah. give you four cards, and the fifth one was on the bottom. So after you're drinking, you could see if you won. I could. You were anxious. Yeah. Whoa! Side player. Five now Barney buttons. is having a homecoming. Barney is coming back. He's gonna find out. Ada Francis Farmer died. She, he was away so long. She went and died. There's Fen. He can't jump anymore like he did early. He's like, I'm a too old now. Jumping Jimity. Right. Oh, I'm glad oh, to see you, Barney. Eh? Good. Wait, to see are you. they fifty now? Yeah. yeah. He's too old to jump. Well, he's older than fifty. You look good. Can I offer you some gummy fish? They're from Maya, from Swedish. Yeah. No, meatballs is fine. <laughs> you have any small ones? How do I sit on this? Do I have to build this first? Okay, hang on. <laughs> <sighs> yeah, I built this house for myself from a box. From a box. I couldn't get out of the parking lot. So Samuel Golden paid $150,000 uh, for the book, and that was a lot of money. And Hawk, because he was sick and, you know, he was uh, in surgery and Samuel was on around, he did a lot, a lot, a lot of budget. So this film cost super amount of money to make. It was a successful film at the box office, but they still didn't make money because the original director frittered it all away. And so this Edward guy, Edward Arnold, became known as box office poison, which wasn't fair to him. That's not weird. Now this is the tray that one of the trays they used to break Lada out. Oh, and they framed it. Well, I yeah. guess, yeah. Doesn't he look uh, like Malcolm when he laughs? 
Yeah, he does. <laughs> he looks like our uncle. Glad to see you again, Barney. Oh, this brings back old times. Oh, excuse let's me. Go I'm flipping accents. Let's go through some trees. Let's... Wait, were you doing an Irish accent, girl? Yes, I was by mistake. <laughs> let's listen for a second so I can get my sweet. Yeah, get your accent right. Top oh. of the morning. Fucking violins. Back then, they had the violins on set. That's how much money he spent. This yeah. is, he's learning that she died. That's why we have the violins. Well, I guess I won't be cheating on my wife. <laughs> I guess I won't be sleeping with your wife. Yeah. I won't need these condoms. <laughs> <laughs> Dozens of the fireplace. Oh, Jimmy's. Do you, know, do you think Sven has a, enough condoms being Swedish? Why? I don't know. Yeah, Challenger, Carl. That was really didn't make any sense. Erotica reference. That's all I know. I, I'm no. still lost in the woods. Who? What am I, a logger? So you can tell which director directed what, right? Because one is like in color and one is in black and white. <laughs> Could what you tell? I mean, is it? Is it like just he Hawks did the first half and the guy did the second half, or was it shot all over the place? Well, it was the last two weeks of production that he got healthy and came back, and that's oh, when wow. he hired him and hired Wilder. But it's there's a dispute. Some on the internet, some sources say thirty minutes of this footage is him, and then other people say ten minutes. But absolutely, the last. Uh, edit of the film is his. Oh, the, the one that got released. Right. Hashtag release the Hawks cut. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag Hawk cut. This is Carrie, and it's Sven's sister's daughter. I think his name's Swan, and I'm saying, yeah, I'm insulting him. Swan. So they're meeting Swan's sister's daughter, who lives with them. Wow. And her name's yeah. Carrie. And she was going to be our lead in this film, but Frances Farmer showed up and beat her. Really? God, yeah. she's actually really hard to work with if she beat her. <laughs> with a stick. But she's got a better to go role. there, but they decided to buy the farm. Now, she would go on to have lots of troubles with the House Un-American committees. She was Austrian. She mm -hmm. was pro-Nazi. In the 50s, the FBI began to investigate her, <clears throat> and yeah, she was blacklisted, and she died at 59 of a cerebral hemorrhage. And some people say because of the stress of being FBI surveillanced and blacklisted, I don't think I believe that, but... What's, get back to the Nazi sentence. Uh, she, she was pro-Nazi, you said? Yes. She was a um, Nazi. Well, she was from Austria. Now, this yeah. is Frances Farmer now playing her daughter. It's the daughter of Lata and Svan, and her name is also Lata. Oh, wait. Well, this is what I love about the movie is that he left uh, Lata at the age that his daughter, this daughter is now. So right. that's the image he's always had of her. Sven, right. you know, watched her grow up, grow old, and die. So. Yeah, yeah the, so this is, he's back in. It's just like a convenient thing, because if the woman was still alive, he would have to see her thirty years older. But That's now right. seeing her daughter is at that same memory that he had of her. Break now, twice, you know? watch Edward's eyes. He will look at her boobs in this scene. I saw it Hello. three times. I want to call it. My eyes are up here. Uh, hello. I'm not looking at your eyes. How do you, uh, what's right. your name tag say? Oh, you don't have a name tag. Let me check it out. <laughs> uh, two, there you go. He's right out there, right there. You know what the move is? Is to pretend you're angry and look at it. Look, look. Uh, there it is. There it is. Now they're looking at the ass. This is crazy. <laughs> so uh, they're going to get kicked out of the restaurant. Lada and Carrie are a sort of like sisters. They live together. Okay, watch his eyes now. Yeah, Leary. Not yet. Oh, there you Oh, Elliot, that was a quick one. You saw that, right? Yeah, it was very, it was a glance. Yeah, it was a glance. He got what in, huh? Yeah, what in. Lick the finger, touch the uh, 20, early 20th century. Make sure eye. it's hot. Ah! It's hot. Now, there's something a little contradictory in this film. In this scene, she's going to talk about as if, like, 
Barney's sexually attracted to me, so I'm going to exploit that. But later in the film, she's going to be like, I would never. I don't know. It contradicts. Put on the sound just for this conversation. I'm early and you come along as soon as you can. No, I'll come later. Yeah. Hey, don't mind. Listen. I don't want to be there unless the Glasgow comes. But why, for Pete's sakes? Well, if I'm not there and he waits a while and it's afraid I'm not coming and... So she's manipulating. I'm going to show up late so I miss. He likes me. <laughs> what are you up to, young lady? Now stop screaming and answer me or I'll slap you, big as you are. Oh, you and Paul being done all your lives. Well, thank you, Miss Marty. Well, you have. You don't plan or anything. You just let things happen to you. Well, well, I'm not like that. I'm hot. I'm going to that's all. <laughs> He likes me and he can do a lot for me if I just make him think I'm worth helping. I'm Sean Bostel's daughter and I've got looks. Okay. Right. So that's all I wanted you to hear. Now, later in the film, though, she'll like do a reversal as if, what? That's shocking. I never even thought of it. And, and, and the script's not making her... Just for this one little scene, she's got some manipulation to her, and then it goes away for the rest of the film. It doesn't make sense. You think that was added by the new director to kind of... Oh, that's a good point. Like it was a note that they had to add that scene later? Maybe. To make her look bad? Maybe. Yeah. Two shots for Sven, three shots for Sven. You guys want any of this? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot to offer you guys some grappa or whatever it is I have. Now he goes, where is she? And and you see the Harry's like, <laughs> like it's true what Lotta was thinking, you know. And oh, Santos, they named her Lotta because she's got a lot of boobs. A lot of junior, right? A lot of senior, right? It is junior and senior. That's right. Yeah. Unless she comes from a long line of uh, a lot of, so be a lot of the third. A lot of IV. Oh, that's a lot, a lot of. I did the whole lot of love uh, guitar riff. <laughs> whole lot of love. <laughs> whole lot of love. <laughs> we all know that guitar like. Francis Farmer died in 1970 at 56 years old of cancer. That's good. What a jerk. Oh, wow, she's young. Now, when she was young, she won this contest for like scholastic. She was in high school, scholastic books or something. She wrote this whole thing about how God is bullshit. God is not true. I couldn't believe when Scholastic Dynamite magazine published it. That she won a hundred bucks for it though, and that's a lot of money in thirty-one. She had to get fifty dollars uh, to God. Chaotic, godless world. But later, towards the end of her life, she would become a Christian. You know why? Because she was cuckoo, cuckoo. <laughs> I'm going to have to see more. She went to the Soviet Union. She did? Wait, who? During her final year of college, 1935, Francis won a subscription contest for the leftist newspaper, The Voice of Action. First prize was a trip to the Soviet Union. Farmer accepted the prize despite her mother's strong objections. Fuck you! Where were you when I was a kid? Uh, so Francis, don't go to Russia. Fuck went, you! Where were you when I was a kid? Uh, she went. She was. Uh, she wanted to see the pioneering Moscow art theater. Her interest in such topics fostered speculations. She was not only an atheist but a communist. The same year, she graduated with the degree in drama. When she came back from the Soviet Union, she went to New York. She got into uh, some plays and then Paramount, you know. Nice. It was too pretty cool. to not let uh, be I do. I do want to keep talking about her, but can I just want to play the song that they're playing okay. on the accordion? Another one, right? Hey, I want to sit next to you. Okay. Talking to you, Michael. Yeah, that's the song she's playing. Well, Barney's, she's singing Love Me Tender, and Barney's like, stop it, stop it, because he can't handle it, because right. it oh, looks man. just like his love 
you know, this in this film, like Barney's not a terrible, awful human being, you know? He's yeah, he's a little he he's was sweet. friends with the loggers, he was ambitious. He, he was ambitious, that was his problem. That was yeah. his failure. He was a nice guy who was too ambitious. In this movie. That I, that's what I always thought when I watched the film was like he was too ambitious, right? He gave that up. He gave love up for money. Right, exactly. For money. And success. Now, he had been planning his success for years and then was with this woman for about a couple, you know, two months. So. We know this song too. Oh, yeah, I don't, if you don't know Lily like I do. Look at the kid. Now, that was inappropriate. Yeah, and we really out. won't see that again for the film until he makes an indecent proposal later. But we won't <laughs> see any more creeping. Sven turns a red fox. Oh, I'm coming. This is the big one. <laughs> he popped his collar. Lada, I'm coming. No, the, the thing is, Swan's got a bad back. So he's like, I'll take you to the specialist in Chicago, and I'll take you girls along Wait, with okay. us, and I'll buy you nice dresses, and we'll be on a train. It's like what they've always dreamed out about getting – not Carrie so much. It's what Lada's always dreamed about, getting out of this town. And basically her wishes are coming true right now. Oh. He starts playing the Love Me Tender song and he starts crying. Goes, What's the matter? It yeah. brings back memories? No, Colonel Tom Parker owes me $500. <laughs> Did you watch that Elvis movie, Adam? No, I didn't. Did? I liked it. I don't know. I'm going to defend that movie. Which Did one? You watch it? Elvis, the three hour movie. Oh, should I see it? Sigh, yes, it's not like you might not like it, but I, I really liked it. I thought but you it was, recommend, yeah, I recommend it out. Every There's a lot of gyrating, Carl. Welcome to L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's an acronym. It stands for Let's Watch a Full-Length Movie on YouTube with Mike Spiegelman and Carl. Hey, buddy. How are you doing, Carl? Hey, Mike. I'm doing good. Let me just adjust my lighting here. Whoa. There you uh, go. Looking good. <laughs> we, uh, we are a multimedia uh, force. We are right now streaming uh, audio first on mutinyradio.fm. You can listen to us first. On mutinyradio.fm, it's, it's a streaming service, a streaming internet station right out of the Mission District of San Francisco. You could use your podcast app to find it and listen to it live. You could just go to a browser and type in mutinyradio.fm. We are there Sundays, 2 p.m. as we are right now, Pacific Standard Time. 
We also have an audio podcast, but you're going to have to find us by our acronym. Remember that? L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. And then for shits and giggles, why don't you subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get to see us right now in person. We're going to be watching a full-length movie on YouTube. The podcast is the premise is that we're going to talk over the movie. So you watch the movie and listen to us at the same time. Carl, what is the movie this week? This week, we will watch Stewardess School, 1986. Stewardess School, 1986. Not Flight Attendant School, okay? And not Police Academy. It's Stewardess School, 1986. The channel we like is C, the initial C, C dot, C Monk Records. C-M-O-N-K Records. So Monk Records. Uh, Go ahead and check out. We want you to go into YouTube right now, type in Stewardess School from 1986. You will find C-Monk Records is the channel hosting it. Yeah, Click you that will link. see C-Monk yeah. Records. You will see, period, C-Monk Records. Records. So we want you to go ahead, click that link, hit pause immediately, move the timer to zero, zero, zero. I know this is going to take a lot of effort. My producer, our producer, the producer, Carl, not only did he write that theme song you heard up front, not only has he researched this movie extensively, he interviewed a celebrity comedian who's going to give a celebrity comedian countdown. And when that celebrity comedian says go, we're all going to press play and watch the movie at the same time. And I know that takes a lot of effort, but Carl's going to talk to the celebrity comedian, get to hear a little bit about. So it gives you some time, gives us a little history of comedy. Carl, take it away. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Celebrity Comedian Countdown, this time with Joe Alfano. Welcome, Joe. Thank you. Thanks for having me as well. All right, good. Now, Joe, I see you out there a lot. We're bumping into each other at open mics. I also see you at shows. How long have you been? I think you're kind of new to comedy. Am I wrong on that? How long Uh, have you been doing it? No, I'm only, uh, November will be two years. Two years, wow. Because I see you booked every Friday and Saturday night. What we're talking about Laugh It Up in Poughkeepsie, Mopco Improv Theater, the Studio Playhouse in Montclair, which is where me and my co-host are from. You really accelerated. How did you get started in comedy? Um, So I always wanted to do comedy and uh, there was just never anywhere to do it when uh, when I was younger. I have to say like I'm an old man, but like, like when I met, like when I was like 18 and stuff like that. So, um, I ended up going to law school up in Albany and I knew that there was like mics and stuff up there. Like I'd seen like online, like seen. So I was like, all right, like I'll go try that out while I'm there. And, uh, yeah, then I just started doing mics. I ended up getting like, you know, booked on like a little bar show. And then I was like, I uh-huh. don't want to be in school. <laughs> Did you leave school? Yeah, I dropped out. To pursue comedy? Yeah, I was there on like I also I kind of fucked up. I took I, I was there on like almost like half of like uh half of my tuition was basically paid for because it was like an academic scholarship. Uh-huh. So I took that from someone and then dropped that semester in <laughs> <laughs> to go uh-huh. like talk about my dick and bars. <laughs> well, you're very good at comedy and obviously it shows. I mean, you're getting booked all the time. Now, I think of you as a Hudson Valley comedian. Is that fair? Yeah. That's where I that's where I'm from. That's where I, I do the most stuff. I only started up in Albany, but then as soon as I dropped out, I had no reason to be up there. So, yeah. Uh, most of uh the comedy I've done is in the is in the Hudson Valley area, I would say. But you'll really drive for comedy. I mean, Montclair oh, yeah. must be about an hour, 10 hour. Uh, I'm not sure where, where exactly you are in the Hudson Valley, but it's not close. You'll make the hike yeah. for comedy, right? I, I've, I've drove like two or three hours to do a, do, a, do a spot somewhere. I can appreciate that, right? And it's just a spot, right? You still want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so I know you have this uh, podcast, The Splash Zone. Tell us about this podcast and where can people find it? Um, Spotify, everywhere you listen to podcasts, uh, it's up everywhere. Uh, basically I used to, I used to have a podcast before I, uh, got into law school. And then, um, when I was applying, I deleted everything because I didn't want that on the internet to affect me getting into school. And then I missed doing one. So me and a friend of mine, her name's Kelsey, uh, she's my co-host on the podcast. And, uh, we just decided like, 
you know what, like I have no reason. It's not like, you know, I go post clips. I do comedy now, so it doesn't really matter. It's not like it's going to affect me or my life. Yeah, so right. Now I can, you know, go get hammered and go fuck wild on the podcast. But what is the splash zone all about? Like, what do you and her talk about? Like, what do you cover on your, what's the theme? Uh, it's just us just shooting the shit, just talking about stuff in the news, like stuff going on in our lives. Just, you know, it's, it's just, uh, like, it's just a comedy podcast. Like, it's mm-hmm. just us just hanging out, making fun of each other, making fun of stuff in the news, just whatever. Nope. Joe, how can people follow you on social media, you know, on the internet? How can people know what you're up to? Instagram, I guess? Uh, Instagram is the best because I, I have, like, I actually have Twitter. I just made a threads. I don't use any of that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always use Instagram. It's the only thing, like, that makes sense to me. Like, gotcha. anything else I post, and I feel like I'm just shooting out of the wind. <laughs> What's your handle like, out there at Instagram? Uh, uh, Joe underscore Alfano. J-O-E underscore A-L-F-A-N-O. Right. Now, you've got fan right in the middle of Alfano, right? That's perfect for your fan base, right? A-L-F-A-N-O. Okay. Okay. The Thanos. That's right. That's what they call them out there in the comedy world. Your Thanos. Make half of the audience disappear. Okay. So, Joe. Everyone at home is poised to watch this film at, with us at the same time as we do here in the studio. So everyone at home's got to press play at exactly the same moment we do right here in the studio. So why don't you go ahead, Joe Alfano, and give us that celebrity comedian countdown. Three, two, one, go. Thank you, Celebrity Comedian, for the Celebrity Comedian Countdown. I look forward to listening to it when the show airs. Now, without further ado. Let me unmute this. No, let me mute this because there is further ado. This is somebody recorded their videotape. This thing, it didn't go straight to video in all markets, but it had a, it was a box office bomb. So it pretty much went straight to video, and that's what we're going to see. So it's an ad on the videotape. Oh, my God. Can it be any more 80s? Yeah, no. No, it could not. <laughs> okay, well, thank you, BletchBuster.com. We're talking over your broadcast. Oh, Finally. So we went warning. from HBO, FBI warning to homemade video to now VCR. Attention, Look, it's very important. Attention, that's French. Oh, we got previews? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anything good? Oh, following this feature presentation. Some feature presentation. Oh, good. Phew, there she is. Now we're, now we're rolling. Okay, here hey, we go. Hey, Columbia uh, Pictures, Columbia Pictures lady, you got your flashlight on. Turn it off. Oh, turn off the flashlight. The flashlight's on. The lady, right there. Your flashlight's on. You got to turn that off. It's, it's right in my eyes across the bus. I think it sounds like the back to the future music. Do, 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 right? Yeah, it does. Do, 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 do. Oh, look at that. Yeah, that what do we have here? This. He looks like a pilot. This yes. movie's already on autopilot. That's right. This is Otto. He is our pilot. No, I'm only kidding. This is Philo. Philo Henderson. Philo is like the hero of our movie, although it's really a sort of combo with Donnie Most from Happy Days and yes. Philo. You know, I, I wanted to do this movie because it has Donnie Most from Happy Days. Right. And he is credited as Donald. No, no, Don. He's Don Most. Now look at those glasses. Yeah. They're so bad. He's got these huge uh, contacts. Okay? And this will play in prominently to our plot. I can't see! I can't see! It's so obvious and easy. <laughs> this will play prominently into our plot. He so is he going to be in the cockpit and he's be like, I can't see, I can't right. see, and they'll be like, we need you to, to land this plane? That's exactly right, yes. Okay, I look forward Donald to it. Donald Most, you saw. Donald, okay. see, yeah. Now please. where are we? Now where are we? Oh, we're in the cockpit, baby. That's right. Flying high. Two cocks in the cockpit. This is 41 Heavy. Go ahead, LAX Tower. 
41 Heavy, commence descent and await further landing instructions. Yeah. Well, I mean, it established he's a professional pilot, and now we see him in a professional pilot's really next to Ralph. Let's give a shout out to Ralph Mouth. The reason I love this movie is that he has been in that sitcom for like ever. Yeah. Just giving beats, 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 straight man, funny man, give you know, setting up Richie. And then he finally gets a chance to to use those comedic chops in a full length movie. And what we get is like the best sitcom acting a movie has ever had. <laughs> you know, That's his timing is impeccable. Yes. Okay, so what's happened here is okay, Donnie's name is George Bunkle. George Bunkle. Okay, so George names is are killing Philo. Me. I have a big party tonight. You always have a party. Well, this one's different. Everybody's coming. Why is everybody coming? He goes, because I said I promised them that you'd be there. He goes, George! So now he's out of his seat, messing up, trying to get him to agree to come to the party. Because will there be girls there? Yes. Yes. I'll lie down. You want me to go lie down? George. Well, you will come? Will you get it out, sidekick, George? Oh, they're going to crash. They're going to crash, but Philo will save the day and pull up, pull up, pull up. Yay. So now they're out of LAX and flying over straight old LA. Now, right. is your screen super dark like it has No, been I can LA? see it. LA. From look LAX out, to LA Triple X. Look out, we're gonna hit that famous building, the Roosevelt Hotels. Now look at this bad cut. You can see the ground. <laughs> it wasn't like well, they didn't have 9-11 footage back then, Carl. That's Give right. Cut some slack. So we find out it's a very bad print, but we're looking at a flight simulator. Nobody died. They're students. They're pilots. This movie deceived me. Mm-hmm. He's not even a pilot. That's right. He's in That's training. Right. And he has just flunked the course. And it's all George Bunkle's fault. George. Hey, buddy, girls. That's going to be Donnie the whole movie, right? Yeah. But h- hello, ladies. Um. It. Uh, that's kind of fair to say. Maybe not the whole movie, but lots of it. Now we have twins, and we'll do the standard joke that they're talking at. They both say the same thing at the same time. They're like, "Where's Philo?" George oh, he promised all the twin hot twins in L.A. that Philo showed. What about the Michael Jackson party? Hey, he was very insulted that you didn't believe it was him that night. <laughs> Five minutes, Uncle. Wow, that's weird how the twins talk like that. Yeah. Okay, now we have the stupidest joke ever. Donnie farts. Okay? And oh! He farts in an elevator? Yes. It's iconic. He's an iconic iconic classic. Iconic fart. And that's all. That's the whole joke. (laughs) Oh my goodness! Now we know this. This lady is a character actress. I could not find her in the research, but I know sure. her face. I I off the oh, she faints. It's just ridiculous. He lives in a weird world, Donnie. Does whatever he wants, gets away with it. Says something funny. Cool. Now, I wish I was the elevator party. Philo come was. upstairs to the party, but Philo is completely bummed out. I mean, Donnie has ruined their future as pilots, and that's all he wants to do is be in the air. It's not even about flying. It's about being in the air. Donnie's ruining it for him. He's like the Zach Galifianakis of the crew. (laughs) Yeah. It was the Dukes. It was the Dukes. It's not my fault you wear glasses. You're putting this on my glasses. They are pretty thick, those glasses. But, I mean, Donnie bonked him and made the uh, flaps go. I mean, he. But, Carl, if if your vision was that comedically bad, 
Would you even be eligible to be a pilot? No, you're right about that, Mike. You absolutely could not be a pilot if you wore glasses. That's correct. Really? They're biased about four eyes, huh? Yes, they are biased. I mean, <laughs> blind people don't get a driver's license. It's unfair! Carl, will you stop it with your political correct, uh, <laughs> yeah. correctness? Politically charged speech. <laughs> so is he, he has an ascot on and a smoking jacket. It's pretty yes. classy. And it matches his hair, god damn it. And it does match his red hair, right? Okay, now we're just gonna get stupid jokes like Why? All I ever wanted to do was fly. Oh, look out, Harold Lloyd. Out the window. Yeah, you see Did the feathers? Land? Yeah, so he landed on some someplace soft. Now, I don't know if it was the director, if it was some production guy, but the flower, the 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 uh, feathers are good. Yeah, because we live in a comedic universe right now. He didn't obviously didn't die, so you right. kind of need that extra detail just to let you know in the audience that this is kind of a joke verse <laughs> and, and and everything's cool. You know, I dig it. So far, this movie—I don't know if it bores the shit out of me—but we had watched. Several police academy type movies, like the one yeah. I remember most, we watched was Hamburger the movie. Which propositions, if you open up a burger franchise, you must go to a campus and stay there for several weeks. The university, as a ham yeah, Hamburger U. Which, uh, so this okay. is the same premise. On uh, the left is the shrink from Terminator Two. Yes. Now on the left here is Connie. It's not Connie. It's um. <clears throat> One moment. I, it's I, it's Connie or Colette or something. Well, anyway, she's a big deal in our stuff. She was in Surf too. She was one of the girlfriends. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, Penny, uh, Penelope Sue or Sue Penelope or? Good guess. Oh, it's Corinne. I couldn't say the name. Corinne Bonner. She was in Zapped. Now we saw Zapped too. That's right. Zapped again. Then she, he, she was also in Joysticks, which we saw. Oh, great. She was in Surf 2, which is one of our favorites, maybe the favorite. And then she was in Revenge of the Nerds 4 and the fourth oh. Police Academy movie. But, I mean, she is something that's, to our podcast. Yeah. Oh, hey, she's like royalty, if you ask me. Yeah. You're in uh, – so did you no, know look, the Revenge of the Look, it's a Harley-Davidson diner. So is this one of those, like, bachelor party, I'll give you this car? Whoa, what's the blue book on Betty? Yeah, well, I'll it's a little you. weird. The shrink from Terminator 2 is doing this deal like, I'll give you this bike if you support my daughter's choice to go to stewardess school. Because she needs to become something. She's just hanging out with you and becoming a degenerate. So, look, he talks <laughs> him into it. <laughs> <laughs> And then, and then the barber said to the prostitute, "In your best interest, if you went back to the school." Oh, uh, hey, yeah, I recognize her. Was she was she in the uh, Life Shack? No, I don't know. What she was? I pretty much gave you everything. No, no, I know. I'm just trying to place her in Surf too. She was the girl. Well, of course, she had long brown hair. She was the, the two, there were two girlfriends. She was one of the girlfriends. Oh, gotcha. Right. Gotcha. She was, they went and told her that, um, uh, do you remember they showed up and there was that beach shack they blew up? And, yeah, know, that's she, what I was, yeah. She called the cops. Right. Now, one thing I like about, uh, sex comedy movies is when they go the extra step. So we don't really care about classical music at all, right? We just no. want to see the boobies. That's why we're we're here at twelve years old. So it adds a little class to it, a little comedy class. Comedy class. Now this is Mary Cador Cadorette. I don't know. She's she was Jack Tripper's oh, like wife or girlfriend, and she's a klutz. That's her wow. throughout the film. So she's she's like that guy in Police Academy who causes <laughs> trouble. He picks up an apple. For, 
you remember there was like a small mousy guy he had a wife and glasses uh, yeah right and every time he would walk down the hallway he would knock something over inadvertently and cause a fire behind him right okay okay here's our next right what okay in a movie there's always the inciting incident and that's what we saw when they crashed the plane but since we have so many players we're seeing each one's inciting incident now this is a wrestler and she is thinks that this boyfriend is going to ask her to marry right and so the 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 like coach is like guys never marry wrestlers you know that you know he's 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 doing rocky as a woman let me put it up oh right like for court there he is. He's so cute. I think he's gonna pop the big question Wanda, Wanda, when you gonna learn? Men don't marry women wrestlers. Cuddles is different. Oh. His name is Cuddles. Yeah, he's great in this movie. I like what? Cuddles. So all that's gonna happen here is she's gonna do aggressively win the match, and he's gonna be like. Fuck this, I'm out of here. She's killing. He's killing. Now the other the other wrestler is uh from Bosom Buddies, her Bachelor Party, Wendy Joe. She's really from Conan O'Brien. No, what am I saying? Conan the Barbarian. <laughs> oh. My mistake. Well the other one, the one in the cow. The other one is just uh, is only in the this scene in, in Oh, the all right. Room. Okay, gotcha. Okay, Sandy Sandal Bergman as Wanda Polanski. She's the wrestler. Conan the Barbarian and Red Sonia. Those were her Great. big ones. She's like, um... She's retired now, but she goes to, like, sci-fi conventions to sign things and stuff. She was in Xanadu, um... She was in this low-budget film called Hell Comes to Frogtown. Do you know it? I'd never seen it. It's I believe it's the Charlie Band production. The the director of Head of the Family. I think his company produced it. Oh. Uh, it's with Roddy Roddy Piper. It's one of those right. uh, films where you go, hey, you like bad movies? Check out this film. You know, okay. it's, it's a gateway film. Well, that's what I thought, too. Like, I, I clicked. Or, you know, I was learning about her. I was interested in just the sound of it. I clicked on it. I thought it might be good for our show. But is this just one that everybody does? And we should steer. It's clear? kind of a go-to, yeah. But it's good. I mean, it's celebrated. I have I have not seen that. I haven't seen Cannibal Amazons and the Avocado Temple of Doom. There's another like Hell Comes to Frogtown. Uh, Rodney Roddy Piper. These women have um have these semen sucking machines to po- repopulate the world. So they force guys. <laughs> what was her name? The semen sucking machine. So, <laughs> so we've had three setups. This was kind of funny. He goes, "As all you think about girls, there's more to life than girls than this beautiful." Very woman. little. He goes past and he goes, "Very little." <laughs> There's a there pilo I know. That's the Philo I know and love. <laughs> you idiot. That's that chemistry I love about Philo and George. Oh, that chemistry off the charts. Now Philo, you kind of won't recognize him here, being all young. But this guy is like, remember in Ghost Rider, they had the dad. Um. Okay. Ghost Rider, the Nick Cage movie. Yeah, he was the dad who dies when he makes the deal with the devil. Um, Weird. I'll have to rewatch that movie. Well, he was the congressman in The Dark Knight Rises. Okay. So he wore a nice suit, basically. He was. Okay, no, this is how you'll know him. He was Thomas Wayne in The Joker. That's how you'll know him. Okay. I should rewatch it. Oh, right. I remember that scene. Wow, all we're getting from Jack Tripper's wife here is she's a klutz, and that's all. She's one note throughout the whole film. Why did you call her Jack Tripper's wife? There was a film, no, there was a, a sitcom spinoff from Three's Company, right? Three's a crowd. Jack's I place. Jack's place. Well, he made his own. He was a sous chef or some crap, right? We well, you know the story about that. Three's Company is based on a British TV show. 
mm-hmm. and then that British TV show had a spinoff where like the Jack Tripper had his own flat. Oh. It was Jack's flat or something like that. And that's so what yeah, sure. They kind of inspired it, I guess. Is that Tony Rosada? No. I would doubt it. Okay, so Jack Tripper's girlfriend in Three's a Crowd, the Three's Company spinoff. That's it. Yeah, Three's a Crowd. In 